It's time to pull up a chair and open your Bible for today's Bible study segment of Naomi's Table. Now, here's our teacher, Ruth Christian. Good afternoon, ladies. It's good to be with you. Today, we're actually going to end chapter 2 and get into chapter 3, because these verses really do go together. So we'll be looking at chapter 2, verse 28, and go to chapter 3, verse 3. It let, well, we'll get right at it. Let's just look first at verses 28 and 29. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Here John is again, talking about his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Now, tenses here, there are two words, abide in him. That one's in the present tense. So again, little children, keep on abiding in him. And then the practices, keep on practicing righteousness. Okay, so it's a way of life, in other words. So here we have the word abide, which has occurred many times in the first two chapters of 1 John. So I think we, we should really look at this because and, and, any time words are repeated in a book of the Bible, in, in, one, in an epistle like this, it, it's, it's important. So what have we seen about abiding? Well, false teachers do, do not abide, do not continue in the fellowship, 1 John um, chapter 2, verse 19. The word or the message which we've heard should abide in us, 1 John 2, verse 24. The anointing, the Holy Spirit, abides in us and should abide, and we should abide in the Spirit. That was verse 27 of chapter 2. As we abide in the Word and in the Spirit, we also abide in Christ. That was verse 28. Now, earlier in the letter, we had abide. If we say we abide in Christ, we should walk as he walked. Chapter 2, verse 6. If we love our brother, we abide in the light. Chapter 2, verse 10. If, we, if the word abides in us, we will be spiritually strong. Chapter 2, verse 14. And lastly, if we do the will of God, we shall abide forever. We will continue with God. We will remain with him forever. Chapter 2, verse 17. To abide again it's an important word. It's, it's throughout the New Testament, means to remain in. And specifically here, John has been talking about fellowship, remain in fellowship, in that place of sharing the real life, eternal life, with God and with others. And fellowship is the key idea in these first two chapters. But now, um, what we see here is that First John, these, these two verses, 28 and 29, are a bridge from fellowship, that they're going to take us from the fellowship section into the sonship section. You know, are you born again? In these verses, John uses three words that ought to encourage us to live in fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all three words that start with A. Abide in him, in Christ. This has been the theme of chapter 1 and 2. We abide in Christ by believing in the truth, obeying the truth, and loving other Christians. Obedience, love, truth. 
If you are a believer and find yourself out of fellowship with God, it's because you've disobeyed his word, lacked love for a brother, or believed a lie. The solution is to confess your sin instantly and to claim God's forgiveness. Chapter 1, verse 9. Appears. This is an important word. The promised return of Christ. We see this again. The fact that Jesus may return at any moment ought to be an incentive for us to live in fellowship with him and be obedient to his word. For this reason, John uses the third word, ashamed. Some Christians will be ashamed before him at his coming. All believers are accepted, but a Christian who has not walked in fellowship with God in obedience, love, and truth as a way of life, will lose much reward, and this will make her ashamed. A person who professes to be a Christian, but who does not live in obedience, love, and truth, is either deceived or a deceiver. A child bears the nature of her father, and a person who has been born of God will reveal the characteristics of the Heavenly Father. Does your life bear the marks of obedience, love, and truth. Second Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Is your Christian life something real, genuine, authentic, or is it counterfeit? With that question in mind, now John transitions into the chapters that will prove whether or not you are a real Christian. Have the real life, are abiding in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let's read verses 1 through 3 of chapter 3. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Whoever commits sin and also, also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. I think overall these verses are pretty clear, and um, the world doesn't know us, obviously, because they don't know him and, and we're of his family. Um, but there are three points that I want to take out of these three verses. The first thing is the glory of God's love. He talks about the manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. God's plan of salvation, when you think about it, went far beyond what was necessary so that man could be saved from hell. To call us children, his children, children of God, is amazing. It might surprise you to see who calls us children of God. Well, the Father does. In 2 Corinthians 6.18, it says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Guess what? So does the Son. He calls us that. In Hebrews 2, verse 11, it says, He is not ashamed to call them brethren, as speaking of the Lord with believers. God's love for us is unique, and 
at its best. And um, Warren Worsby, in his commentary, says this. It's unique, really, in a wonderful way. He says this, and I quote, 1 John 3, verse 1, may be translated, Behold, what peculiar, out-of-this-world kind of love the Father has bestowed on us. Because while, and that's the end of the quote, and he says, while we were his enemies, God loved us and sent his son to die for us. But the other thing that he notes is that many translators add a phrase to verse 1 when it says that we should be called children of God. They add the phrase, and we are, because in the Greek, should here reflects reality. So it's not, um, it, it really is truth. It's, it's what this verse is really saying. And we should be called children of God, and we are. We are children of God when we're born again. And remember this, so many people, I've heard so many people say, oh, all the children of the world. Well, not all humanity are his children. They're his creation, but not his children. The second principle that we want to see in these three verses is the destiny of God's children. (laughs) And this is going to be amazing one day. When we see him, we will be like him. We know we're all in this process of sanctification, becoming more and more like him. But that's our destiny. When we see him, we will be like him. And then the third principle, knowing our destiny purifies our lives right now. Everyone who has this hope, it says, in him purifies himself. Knowing our eternal destiny and living in this hope will purify our lives. When we know our end is to be more like Jesus, it makes us want to be more like Jesus right now. Having the anticipation of being with Jesus, of the soon coming of Jesus Christ, can have a marvelous purifying effect in our lives. It makes us want to be ready, to be serving him now, to be pleasing him now. Ultimately, our hope is not in heaven itself or in our own glory in heaven. Our hope is in him. We must never set our hope on other things, not on relationships, success, mutual funds, health, possessions, simply on ourselves. Our only real hope is in him. In closing, what an amazing destiny we have ahead of us. Let's stay in him and seek to please him with our lives. And until next time, stay close to Jesus and keep looking up.